around. Welcome back to Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Ost. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. That's Lauren. And Steven. Yo. Hey, Steven. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. For everybody who doesn't know, Jane's probably going to cut it, but this is our seventh take. Uh, Every single time something Steven has done here. Uh, We'll get it eventually. It's it's getting really unprofessional. <laughs> uh, Chaos reigns. <laughs> that's right. Steven with his cute little <laughs> Phillies mug. <laughs> He's drinking from on camera. Hold the, I want to see it again. Hold that up. What do you? Where yeah, do you see what's the story behind this thing? Uh, this that. was. Uh, it looks me, like a Marlboro let, pack. Yeah, it, let me describe it. It's <laughs> it's a, it's a, a porcelain mug uh, that's red and white with the Phillies logo, Philadelphia on it, little Phillies it. logo. And it's got a nice big handle on it. it looks like a good, uh, probably twelve ounce mug. It's my favorite mug, and it would be my favorite mug regardless of what the hell it had on it, because mm-hmm. it can fit all four of my non-thumb fingers in it, mm-hmm. which uh, like very few mugs can do. Big hand boy. Um, yeah. This was a panic purchase uh, for my father for Father's Day. This was mm-hmm. randomly in an aisle of a CVS, and I was just like, "Oh, good, I'll get him this," and then. Whenever I would visit my folks, I would use this mug because I like it. And then I eventually stole it from them. (laughs) I I bought him another Phillies mug that I liked less and switched Mm -hmm. them out. Good call. Power move. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've gotten my grandmother like a half dozen uh, Diamondbacks, like insulated mugs at this point. Yeah. So classic, classic. you know, holiday gift for a sports fan is something they can drink out of with their team logo emblazoned on it. And I am notably not ashamed to be drinking out no. of it today. No, not at all. Well, you know, I was going to say here that, you know, some, there, we got some really bad news, uh, you know, since we recorded last. And it is that the Phillies are back in first place <laughs> and Steven yeah. has to care again. That is extremely bad news for me. I remember... <laughs> specifically mentioning that I would not be on board with them until they won five in a row. Uh, They're currently on an eight-game winning streak. and Ridiculous. I've decided to give in. (laughs) I know that there will be pain later. I know that this will amount to absolutely nothing. Uh, But what is the point of sports pain if you can't enjoy the sports joy? So We're all living in uh, Steven's, like, DMT (laughs) fever dream. Of like you know he's but he's he's dying like actually right now and the Phil- but like yeah the the DMT is flooding through his brain and the Phillies have won eight in a row in that uh, little Ted space that that did that start with the Nats sweep did that am I remembering correctly no uh, no the it was the first game the first game they won was the uh, in Pittsburgh to stave off a a sweep by the dreadful Pittsburgh Pirates the game I attended by the way. <laughs> Um, well, the one I attended then, was a, a, a Phillies win, uh, like a late yeah. inning heroic. It was the start of the National Series. Oh, yeah. We went back. You went the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after recording nice. last week's episode, yeah. Did you have fun? Oh, it was great. Yeah, I had a great time. I was there with my, my, my buddy, and we had a couple beers and uh, watched uh, Josiah Gray pitch pretty good. And um, then totally, the Nationals totally embarrassed themselves late in the game with the bullpen. <laughs> Perfect. Which and always rocks. A better night at the ballpark. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, embarrassing themselves, the Mets, you know, of course, really <laughs> Mets hard, and the Phillies swept them. Um, but the 
one of the funnier things, have you seen Steve Cohen on Twitter? Oh, oh he's terrible. Just, he's so bad at he's it. He's just been melting Yeah, down it's wonderful. On there, replying to, like, trolls and stuff. It's, <laughs> if it's you, wonderful. If you follow, like, if you follow, like, two or three or more Philadelphia Phillies fans, you have seen Steve Cohen melting down on Twitter <laughs> because we are very gleefully retweeting it. Yeah. As you should be. Oh. It's it's kind of pathetic. I think if you're the a rich guy, should you shouldn't care about this stuff. Absolutely, it's he's, it is yeah, he's a billionaire that owns a baseball team. He could he he's could a billionaire that owns a baseball. He could team. pay every single one of his haters ten thousand dollars and never notice the money's gone. Meanwhile, the closest we get is whenever we get pissed off at Philly's ownership, we at John Middleton's son, <laughs> uh, who's like <laughs> tell your daddy son. Yeah, basically, <laughs> who never tweets, um, but he's like I don't know, they're fucking. They're like Suicide Squad type. The, the who's who's that at, like stratosphere of right wing freaks that are in Trump's orbit? Who is the guy that did Suicide Squad? Steve Mnuchin. Yeah. Mnuchin. He's in like that realm of it, and it's oh, like weird. Fuck you. Uh, but yeah, third place Mets. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, in fair fairness, we should say also the Braves have been playing really well, which I did not expect. I thought they were going to be terrible, yeah. but they've done. Much better than expected. Seven and three in their last ten. Yeah, I the biggest damper on this really fun and exciting run the Phillies have gone on has been the fact that it's I the fact that the Phillies will eventually fuck it up is not a damper for me because I expect it. Mm-hmm. What the damper is that when they fuck up, the Braves will will take advantage and not the Mets well, because then you get the Mets to, are mm, also huge fuck-ups. Mm. Then you get to see an Acunilus Braves uh, get their asses kicked in the playoffs. That'd be kind of fun, right? I mean, yeah, but the playoffs is so devoid of likable teams to begin with that I really want to, like, also avoid the most unlikable. Like, the seeing the Mets face plant in the, in the playoffs is way more exciting. That's, that's fair, I guess. Although I, I think uh, DeGrom's expected to maybe be back in time for that if that happens which i think like a like a really good degrom uh wild card game uh would uh piss me off now he would know he would they wouldn't be the wild card but um i don't know i i'd be they're not good enough to be the wild card <laughs> well no one in the nl east is uh, uh they really should reseed the teams uh well nl east once again uh very funny doing the most <laughs> It is it is super funny over there. The AL East is kind of wild right now too. Uh, wait, hold uh, on. We'll is we'll it... keep talking about actual baseball stuff for a bit here. <laughs> we gotta yeah, stretch the... that out as long as we can. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Speaking of mm-hmm. the AL East, who are in fourth place, mm-hmm. <laughs> would be um, what is this? Two games ahead of the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, if they were in the NL East. Yeah, they're yeah. eight and two right now. They're playing great. <laughs> yeah, they're they're ten games above five hundred, yeah. which is really and frustrating. In fourth place. The they're they're in fourth place. They're eight and two in their last ten, and so are the Yankees and the Rays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, but you know who's not eight and two. You know who is in fact two and eight. The Sox, the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, kind of free falling. That's uh-huh. weird. I mean, I mean, but they, I guess people it's not have been saying they've been playing above water. Uh, uh, above their heads all season they said it's sitting about the giants but that hasn't proven true um oh, God. 
But yeah, I, I think um, I think we deserve some credit for the Blue Jay success. We had a whole episode about them, and you know, mm-hmm. that's I'm sure that got back to them and improved the their spirits a little bit. Bump. Yeah, yeah, it's the batting around bump. That's right. I yeah, not a, I don't have a ton else to say about <laughs> the rest of the league. I honestly did not watch much baseball this week at all. No, I I watched a couple of White Sox games. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The the Twins even went three and one. Uh, against the astros and i Which still did in <laughs> fact rules <laughs> yeah it does does in fact uh really rule that would be it would be wonderful to see them get knocked out of the top of the ALS. the a's like, the a's are really on nice. fire lately and they might they might be they might actually do yeah, be able to another do team damage. that's eight and two they're only two games back I need, mm-hmm. to, I need to actually look into their numbers and see how much it actually hurt them a lot to lose ramon loriana for the rest of the season oh that's so i thought he was like will, a really good part hurt. of the I thought he was like I'm a really key part upset. of that offense, but yeah. But yeah, sixty game suspension yeah. for the Roids. Or was it eighty games? It was a lot. It was it was certainly usually do the rest of this season, yeah. and I think it's going to eat into a decent chunk of next season. Uh, definitely. Which sucks. Should should have been yep. shouldn't have been doing the Roids. Hmm. No good. I don't know. I do think it's kind of fun to have like a throwback of all the focus on like the pitcher sticky stuff. It's nice to have like an old school mm-hmm. uh, baseball controversy. <laughs> that's also not domestic violence right well why don't we move on to oh. a new school baseball controversy great segue <laughs> yeah uh there's news today that mlb and barstool sports speaking of domestic violence in, yeah speaking of domestic violence have been in uh have been in dis- have been in discussions to to partner up this sucks. It sucks so bad. <laughs> like, this sucks. This sucks a lot. Um, they're mostly. It seems like they're doing it to you know dig in even deeper on the gambling and sports book, which is even worse of the game. Yeah, because yeah. Barstool does have a, a sports book that's like, full of idiots and suckers. It's apparently incredibly lucrative. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, when the Barstool uh, <laughs> Barstool fans are. The people gambling on your sports book. It, yeah. You're going to make a lot of money. It's kind of an audience that's primed to think they can beat the house. Like, they're just kind of not particularly good at the numbers. I, I, I do think... I do want to say the only source I saw for this was the New York Post. So I'm really hoping it's just uh, hot air. Um, or it's, like, something that they were thinking about and they leaked it to see what what the, the reaction, reaction is, would yeah. be. And so far, it the reaction pretty, has been... Pretty bad pretty negative yeah even like people who aren't like you know super lib feminist accounts uh like us are um seem seem pretty like nonplussed uh, at least to pretty actively uninterested it's just like there's so many different issues with them and like up to and including their whole extremely shitty sexual harassment culture when you're literally in the middle of dealing with like multiple players accused of sexual harassment and domestic violence, mm-hmm. yeah, like you really you really want more spotlight on that. The the pitch that I heard is that like well they're trying to make the game more accessible to younger people, but the average barstool reader is like a thirty five year old guy who's been divorced twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, it's, it's not a it particularly sure. hip audience at this point i don't think yeah like you know you'd have to go back seven eight years for it to be for their demographics to be more of that like i think you know young frat guy sort of sort of uh fan that that i don't know i don't know i don't think mlb really cares but about 
I mean, they clearly don't care. <laughs> they about certainly don't <laughs> care. Attracting younger, attracting younger, uh, younger fans and stuff. Saying that they care as a way to cover for the fact that they want to increase the amount of money that they make makes a lot more sense. And mm-hmm. it's just, but I don't, I don't see how this. I mean, it's just, well, it's just another cynical sports book, you know, thing. Yeah. Uh, we really like need that, to read. Yeah re-outlaw yeah, just, sports just gambling. Like them, you know, yeah, just like them getting in bed with Bally and uh, cryptocurrency stuff. MGM. Uh, it's all gambling. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's really it's really just shitty for, like, the soul of the sport. Yeah. The, the gambling aspect of it really is. Like, the the rest of the Barstool stuff, like... I don't know. I think it's, I think it's hard for us to see how it would be uh, viewed outside... Of, of our bubble incredibly yeah. online people because we're so online like i think most people don't really know anything about barstool and i don't really know what happens outside of my bubble and i don't really want to no no we're all very <laughs> I see, ensconced in our uh, circle of cool i people. see a barstool account and i block them because i uh, don't want to see that because you don't need to get tagged by uh by some dipshit. By Barstool Kyle. Boston Barstool Kyle, who's going to... Yeah. I got quote tweeted by Big Really? Like, yeah. on some meme. Like, it was just, like, he clearly had just seen my tweet, and, like, it was, like, one of those post four images for whatever. I, for, I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. But, like, he quote tweeted me, and I'm like, oh, cool. I don't want any person who sees my tweet from this tweet to interact with me ever. So I immediately went private deleted the tweet and blocked him because i'm like absolutely not no fucking way no yeah time. and he's like one of the ones that's supposed to be like oh he's oh, like the good one yeah. do you like do you like people on the left online on twitter still still try to do that where they're no. like well like big cat and pft are okay that's really become a, a meme time. i think yeah i think i also saw what really bothered me in that report was i think i also saw that mlb is separately doing a new tv show on the mlb network that's going to be focused on betting that is i think definitely happening and that bugs me maybe even more just because it's like without the barstool association there's i don't know uh, i i hate gambling so much i really think like the kind of gambling they're looking to implement where it's the like live real-time uh gambling yeah. on games as they're happening is like maybe and the... which are like trying to pressure you yeah. hard into making these stupid little you know side bets. it's the most corrosive thing i can imagine to happen to the sport it's just like uh, it sucks all joy out of the actual athletics. It turns everything into a transaction that you're trying to win or lose. Uh, it's incredibly addictive uh, and especially is going to suck in young people who don't have the money to lose on these kinds of things. Um, and whose brains are susceptible to yeah, who are especially, uh, the addictive yeah. behavior. Yeah. Who are all primed by uh, MOBAs in video games and loot boxes. Yeah. To... All of the like metric fuck ton of commercials and with uh gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER yeah and that 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 makes it all better (laughs) and uh but you know we might have this gambling and stuff in there now but you know we might also uh you know i might have a chance of uh you know going to a game and being named uh barstool's butterface of the week (laughs) so like you know, who's to say if it's bad or not? You're you're just you're just stealing my joke. I I, I made the I made the joke that there's going to be a barstool uh, smoke show of the week in the stands every week. Uh, I think mine's funnier. Yours is a bit more obvious. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Fair. <laughs> do they actually do like a butter? Did you just make that up? Is that an actual segment? I just made that oh, up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm imagining <laughs> a barstool run Major League Baseball um, as like the dark alternate present Back <laughs> to the Future Part 2 where Biff is in control of the town. Like I'm just imagining it just like the 1980s version of hell. Uh-huh. And I just want them to go away. That said, I, I do think MLB is uh, correct to be looking for alternate broadcasts. I think that's a fun idea. I think there should mm. be more kinds of booths, more kinds of setups to watch games and explore. Sure. You know, there's no reason not to innovate in that field. There's so many baseball games. There's so many different games that are licensed different ways for the broadcasts. Um, that's definitely something that I think they should keep exploring just with interesting smart clever people rather than barstool absolute yeah. lowest common denominator yeah not even common denominator just lowest denominator mm-hmm. um just really really fucking repulsive terrible people like it's no secret who they are at this point no they're like they're, every yeah. everybody knows how how dog shit like these people are at like the level of their souls every every 105 uh, iq guy you knew in college uh thinks barstool is fucking great I, I mean, at this point, it's super obvious that MLB does not actually care about any sort of growth mm. of the sport, that they are just grabbing cash right now. Um, like, if they if they really cared about growing anything, they wouldn't try to alienate, you know. I mean, and they haven't signed any sort of deal. This is just a report, but, like, they haven't been good in any regards in this. Like, they wouldn't be trying to alienate some of the, like, you know, the fastest growing demographics, like, and in their viewership, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, women were, you know, a huge uh, demographics growth for MLB in 2020. If this is true, that they're trying to work with Barstool, it's like, well, you have the most just, like, actively misogynistic, homophobic, racist, transphobic, like, (laughs) website, like, popular website out there. Like, one of the worst ones. And you're doing it so you can get even more gambling revenue. Like, it's really disgusting. I'm just waiting for next week when MLB announces it's partnering with Kiwi Farms. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh my kiwi, god kiwi farms is gonna dock three players a week uh on, on their <laughs> on their broadcast yeah i mean it's the same league that you know runs a million chick-fil-a uh promotions yep. like literally during pride games yeah like yeah they it it, it really is as cynical as possible to them and it's it couldn't be more obvious, and it's just like their stance is very clearly: what are you gonna do? Yeah, because what are you gonna do? Exactly. What are we gonna do? Uh, you know, complain about it on our podcast. Yeah, you're, you're gonna either not watch or yeah, can yeah. complain about stuff on our podcast. Uh, gonna say you know, oh, there's 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 other things that are baseball, mm. but they're not accessible. Like <laughs> there a lot of a lot of times they're just not accessible. I mean, like the. The St. Paul Saints used to be an independent league team. You know, that was the only other really game in town or near me. And they're a minor league affiliate now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I couldn't even be like, well, I'll just go to Saints games if I want to watch baseball and stuff. Can't even do that anymore. You know, like, I don't know, shit sucks. Shit is just terrible. Like, there's, there's, it's hard to stream stuff that's not MLB. It's a lot of people, you know, if you live, if you live near a major league baseball team, there's a good chance that there's not independent league baseball near you. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to the Camden River Sharks. Oh, super fun topic. <laughs> really, really fun. 
It's just very impressive to me that Rob Manfred's administration seems to have a supernatural ability to make all of the most worst decisions for the sport. They always have the worst instincts. Like if there's if the there's a choice instincts. between four options, there's all you always go with the worst. It's just mm-hmm. remarkable. Oh, okay. Well, that was fun. Yeah, super. Fun. <laughs> Let's get into mailbag. I guess we got some fun uh, mailbag questions. There are some fun ones. Uh, McGreg from our Discord server. We have a Discord server, by the way. Go to our uh, go to twitter.com slash around to get the link to that if you'd like to join in the discussion. Uh, it's very fun. There's been a lot Mc- of good food yeah, chat lately. People are posting really good it's food. It's really fun. Love yeah. food chat. Yeah. Uh, the Reds are just two and a half games. This is from McGreg, by the way. The Reds are just two and a half games behind the Padres for the second wild card spot and have won eight of their last ten. He said this the other day, but I think they're still eight and two. Uh, how likely are they to steal a playoff spot from the Padres? I think it could happen, especially with the Padres seemingly kind of on the rocks recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Tatis is hurt. And... Yeah, uh, and the, we don't ever really talk about the Reds much this season, but they're playing really good baseball. Jonathan India is like almost certainly going to be the rookie of the year. Um, Castellanos is crushing it. Winker seems to have figured it out. Um, pitching's pretty good. Um, Improved. Yeah. It could totally happen. I could see them being a wild card team pretty easily. It'd be very fun. I would. I would. I would like to see that happen. As, as as funny as the, uh, you know, all three, or three teams from the, uh, you know, the NL West getting it, which wouldn't be a first time that's happened by any means. But it is kind of funny when that happens. Uh, it would be funny at this point if there was only two from the NL West and one of them was not the Padres, after all the hype from for the, the beginning of the season. That would be very funny, actually. It would actually um, be, I, I guess, like w- the wild card, like a Reds, uh, God, Dodgers or um, Giants wild card game with like Gossman or Scherzer going up against, uh, I don't know, who's who's the best pitcher on the Reds? Wade Miley? Like, I don't know. I, I kind of give that to the Dodgers or the Giants like oh yeah, 95 times out of 100, but baseball's weird. Oh, yeah, for sure. That would be fun, though. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I would say it's less likely to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> than it is to happen. <laughs> I think it's under fifty percent chance that happens. What about what? what it's do you not think out the of the chance picture. of them catching the Brewers is not good. Um, yeah, short of like some kind of collapse, uh, the mm. Brewers are really good this year. I have paid almost no attention to that division this year. We had that great question about the the you know top three pitchers. That was what I learned that the Brewers. Oh really God, good. that's right. That yeah. was this yep. season. But yeah, Brewers have a five game lead. Um, yeah, it'd be it'd be tough. All right, this one's from the Twitter, Eric uh, L Helen. There seems to be a weird dissonance between rooting for owners to spend money on teams and having a great team like the Dodgers that are bought super teams. Rooting for the Dodgers seems bad to me. So what is the platonic ideal of spending versus being insufferably bought? I want to take uh, issue with the way that this question is. Uh, just the whole premise of this question. Uh, the Dodgers aren't just a bought super team. They spend you know, they spend money on Mookie Betts. They spend money on some free agents. But no, that's not the reason the Dodgers <laughs> are good. Like, they have an incredible... We've talked about it in the show a bunch of before. They have an incredible scouting and development departments. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, they're, that's, that's they're not, not, that's not why. extremely annoying because they just throw money at people. They're extremely annoying because they just throw money at people in addition to being really good at basically everything else also. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and like, a lot of, they brought in a few superstar free agents, but most of their players that were developed in-house. Kershaw um, was a has been a Dodger for life. Uh, Justin Turner was kind of a journeyman until he became a superstar. Cody Ballinger came up through there. Max Muncy, another journeyman guy. Chris Taylor, Seeger, mm-hmm. Ballinger, Bueller, uh, Barnes. The list goes on and on and on of guys who, um, you know, some of them are making good money now. The team is paying them uh, what they, close to as close as anybody's paying them to what they deserve. Um, and they've still got a lot of young talent on sweetheart, uh, my almost minorly contracts, Gavin, uh, Gavin Lux, uh, Will Smith are both making half a million dollars a year, uh, and contributing huge. Um, uh, Walker Bueller too, is like early in his arb, arb, arb years. Um, uh, they, they spend on superstars, but they, you know, they budget this stuff really smartly. Yeah. I, I get I get the the vibe behind this question because it's very similar to the I hate the Yankees forever, but like mm-hmm. they're one of the only teams that actually spends money. So how do I, yeah. you know, compartmentalize that? And it's just like it's it's all the more frustrating because for some reason there's like this um, established like the Yankees and the Dodgers they spend money, and that's it. There's, there's like, it's built into the way the teams operate and the league and the fans and the, all this, all the apparatuses surrounding baseball operate. It's just like, oh yeah, the Yankees, they're going to spend to the cap. They're going to go over it. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the tax, whatever. (laughs) Um, The Dodgers, you know, they're, it's, hey, it's New York and LA. They're, you know, ignoring the fact that the Mets and the Angels are, do not operate like that at all. (laughs) But like. It's even more frustrating because those teams act the way they do because of some preconceived notions about them, and no other team does, even though they have the mean they have the similar or even larger means. Because as like the the A's are like one yeah. of the have one of the lowest payrolls forever. They're like noted cheapskates. And their owner is in the top five most wealthy. Yeah, and like, the idea that Steve the Cohen, Bay Area is a small market is absurd on, at face value. It's just like, oh, Oakland's such a small city. It's like, okay, <laughs> well, there's what's around city it? right next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and the Mets, like, they're in New York too. They don't. That I mean, it's only it's very early in Steve Cohen's tenure, but like. Yeah. He's not exactly breaking the fucking bank. And those teams, you know, the, the Angels and Mets do spend money. They're usually like top top ten, maybe even payroll. Um, Angels especially have had really high payroll for years. Um, but but like, they, they certainly don't do the things that the Dodgers do, where they go extravagantly over the soft cap, like the Dodgers have this year, which I think is probably maybe never going to happen again because um, it's so far over. They just blew past it in kind of an incredible way. Or even look at the Blue Jays. Like yeah. their ownership group, I th- their ownership group I think is the most wealthy, but we don't talk about them because they're Canadian. And it's just like, what are they doing? They're acting like a small market. They're the largest market in their country. Well, they they you know they they did sign like Ryu recently, and then uh, what's his name in the outfield? Uh, 
but it's like they but spend, like they spend, but they don't spend. Sh- sure, to the they level spend, the but it's not like it's do. not like yeah. the the baked in bedrock assumption, like yeah. assumption that they would do that. That the Yankees and the Dodgers and no other team has because like yeah. the Red Sox kind of, but you know they go through they you know they let Mookie Betts go, <laughs> for example. Yeah, the Boston Cubs, is a like gigantic market. Mm-hmm. Like Boston is huge. The yep. Cubs are a huge market, and then they're just, like, fire sale. Why Why are these two teams the only ones that are allowed to do this? That's what I'm annoyed about. Mm-hmm. I'm not annoyed that they buy everybody because they should. I'm annoyed that no one else is doing this. Yeah. And they're essentially left alone to compete with themselves for all the big... Like, when the Dodgers got Scherzer, I was just like, oh, yeah, that... <laughs> Duh, that makes sense. Just another insanely good pitcher on that staff. Cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's so fucking annoying. And the whole narrative is kind of undercut, like what you see what the Yankees did at, at the deadline this season, where they were very specifically trading con, uh, prospect deals um, to stay under the cap. They were very, very tight with the budgeting to make sure that yep. they did not go over that. Which is so weird, because that's not them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's them now, I guess. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I guess now. And I think, that, I, think I think we'll probably see the Dodgers like, try to do that too. Like, there's 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 not going to be very many years where the this freak Giants team is way ahead of them in, in the NL West race. And I think this whole this like narrative is very common about like, oh, you just buy your team. And I think that's something that's purposely pushed by ownership and Major League Baseball because they want things like you know this luxury tax <laughs> and. Uh, and salary caps, like they want that. Uh, they absolutely want that because uh, they don't want to spend as much. And if they can convince you as a fan that them that spending money is bad, that these players are overpaid babies or whatever, that's great for them. Like I, I think that's you know that's that's why I hated the Yankees when I was young. It's because I believed <laughs> this stuff. Now I hate the Yankees just because they're annoying and insufferable. Uh, and their fans are terrible. <laughs> uh, but it's not because they spend money. They should be spending money. I I, uh, I need to inject a little aside here. I want to come back to the subject in a second. But I, I, I noticed on Zoom here, um, Stephen at some point in this conversation seamlessly switched from his Phillies mug to another Phillies cup. <laughs> totally, totally seamlessly. Like, it was just the mug in one hand and then the other hand... Every every week before this, every week before this, Steven's been like, fucking hate the Phillies. <laughs> like, why do I why do I like even bother living in this city? I hate this fucking team so much. And now there's just like Philly shit <laughs> everywhere. He's wearing the hat again. It just came out of like a He's... big closet that's just yeah. like full of like the the red and white. In my defense, <laughs> I use I my water cups are always stadium cups. And they're like ninety percent Phillies yeah. because that's where I go. Mm-hmm. But you're fair. I'm not making fun of you. I have I have, I have pure un, like uncut respect for it. Uh, but I do want to. I, I I um back to the Dodgers for one second. I have a fun little fun little fun little game for you. Um, can oh you tell me who on the roster in terms of contract terms uh, who has the second biggest contract on the Dodgers? That's that's overall for the whole lifetime of the deal they're currently on. Not money left. Mm-hmm. Number one is obviously Mookie Betts. Who's number two? You're not yeah. going to get get guess this. Uh, I can give you clues I mean, though. Like, 
I I like want to go like I want to just say like Kershaw. Nope. You know, but it's the but no. Kershaw's uh, three years, ninety three million, given his current uh, ex- his most recent extension. Like he's definitely made the most over the lifetime of his career, but right now he's on a three ninety three. Can I get can all right? Can you get the can I get the question again? Uh, who has the second biggest contract on the Dodgers right now? In, not money left, but overall in terms of the deal. First one's Mookie Betts. Price. It is David Price. You got it. Oh. All right. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. Uh, seven years. Two seventeen uh, million. Uh, with um, thirty one million dollar average salary. I think a bunch that's getting eaten though. Um, but he's been like pretty good lately, hasn't he? Yeah, I think um, I, I I think he's like been really good about like um, going back and forth between uh, the bullpen and the. Let me actually look yeah, it up. I think he's having a pretty solid year, but I yeah. I, uh, I just haven't been watching Raving Dodger games just because it's so late that it comes on here. East Coast baby. Yeah, he's well. He's put up point four f four. Um, Twenty nine games. Uh, one save. Eight games started. He seems like yeah. actually the stuff I've seen. He seems like very happy to be there. Yeah, he's, <laughs> to be he's out great, of Boston. He's a great team player, and no matter what. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on. Former guest Jason Buford um, says, "What is the podcast going to be like when the Yankees <laughs> end up in the playoffs?" When was the last time they didn't make the playoffs? It was quite a while ago. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to do Jason a huge favor here and predict that the Yankees don't make it into the playoffs. Um, and I'm I'm an idiot who's wrong about everything, so I'm probably cementing their place as, like, the second wild card spot here. Uh, 2016, by the way. 2016. That's yeah. more recent okay. than I would have thought. But if they do end up in the playoffs, I don't know, it's going to be the same shit as yeah, we always like, do. Or yeah. We're just like, yeah, I hope they lose. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the Yankee slander will continue until morale improves, yeah, or exactly. I guess in Jason's case, uh, uh, diminishes. I think it would be a lovely tribute to Oakland if um, uh, they broke their wild card loss streak against the Yankees. That would be beautiful. That'd be great. That'd rock. That would be very cool. I would. I don't know if I'd be uh, emotionally capable of watching that game, but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Hope it goes well. Yeah. That said, if the A's do lose that hypothetical game, and it's like what, like four years in a row of losing the wild card this time to the Yankees, I think you got to relegate the team. They're done. Yeah. They advanced last season. Did They're they really? Just, yeah, they beat the White Sox. Oh yeah. And then that they was a and shitty if, game. Yeah. And then the, and then they got you know, then they got killed by the Astros, which but felt if, yeah, really, 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 really bad. I would have rather them just lost if, to the White Sox. Uh, yeah, if the if the A's subject us to another like Astros Yankees playoff series by like losing a wild card game to the Yankees, I'll be very upset. Mm-hmm. If if uh, I have to see that shit is the most insufferable shit from both sides. If I have to see either of those fucking teams in the ALCS this year, uh, god damn it, so help me. Uh, next question, another one from Twitter here. Logan ATLGA says, "Can y'all hit a ninety-eight mile an hour fastball?" Nope. Nope. No, and neither could you. Can't be done. Uh, almost nobody listening to this uh, can do it. This comes up on Twitter a lot. Seeing it come up on Lawrence um, and stuff. Like, there will inevitably be people being like, "I could swing early and get lucky." You know, no, you I could, could. I no. could. I could do it. No, you can't. You can't. Your your hands aren't fast enough. You're you can't swing fast enough. 
you you are not a anywhere near a professional baseball player, and that's what you have to be to hit a ninety eight mile an hour fastball. Yep, you can't do it. You're you're not going to do it. It doesn't matter if like you were pretty good in high school, nope. or you know, you played at some lower division school and college no i don't think you, can, no. you can't do it the, the difference between the worst player on an mlb roster and you is vastly larger than the dip than the, the gulf between that player and mike trap yeah. yeah no you cannot hit a 98 mile an hour fastball no. none of us can you can't either all right uh let's take a couple questions from our discord here uh there's a lot of talk about how to grow the game amongst younger generations what are your ideas on ways to do that both uh, in both participation in the sport at the youth level, as well as watching and being fans of the game. Um, and this is from Kay Sully on Discord. And Kay Sully, I would say to go back and listen to our episode with Foolish Bailey from last year, where we talk about this a bunch. Um, it stuff basically just came down to like the MLB should be buying <laughs> uh, baseball equipment and setting up youth leagues everywhere. Absolutely fucking everywhere. Um, I mean, I like baseball because I played it as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the sports that I <laughs> that I didn't really play, like, I don't care about. I can't. I don't really care to watch at all. But I love playing baseball, and so I still like it. Like, that's that's a huge one. Yeah, and more support for high school and college baseball. <clears throat> Go a long way. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's about that's, the pipeline. That's not. Yeah, that's not the traveling teams that you have to pay a bunch of money to be on. Mm-hmm. That are like the feeders for the draft and for you know college um college play and right. where the hell can you even begin to make the actual product of major league baseball more accessible to people <laughs> so that more people mm-hmm. are interested in it yeah blackouts. there's like a yeah. million and one things to do yeah blackouts uh here i've got an idea why don't you just sign a deal with barstool sports <laughs> uh hey why don't you, know. you uh pursue every like rando on twitter who gifts your product and with a takedown yeah we we need to get mm-hmm. every single uh pool supply guy um in the in the midwest to uh get really into baseball uh okay tom underscore jerk face from our discord says if you were a gm for a team that had a struggling bullpen how would you go about fixing it really good question really hard question yeah. Like if you, every situation is so different. Yeah. I think that this is like very difficult to say. If you like knew an honest to god answer to this that was guaranteed to work, you would be in a, fr- in a front front uh, major league front office. Mm-hmm. This is like the thing that teams are like make or break their season every single year. It's it's very hard to do. Um, I would simply trade for all of the good relievers. <laughs> <laughs> I would just bring in a bunch of guys with the two ERA and uh, let them do their thing. Yeah, very easy. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would try to get, because, because bullpens are so fucking weird, uh, I would try to get as many, like, fresh arms in there as I could mm-hmm. by either calling up or, you know, trading or whatever, and just, like, you know, hope it sticks and, like, follow it as it progresses and try not to, you know, fuck up a guy's arm by overusing him too much or that sort of I thing. Would, I would go the other way. I'm, I'm treating my uh, bullpen arms like gig workers <laughs> uh, until they have horrible mental breakdowns uh, and ruin their arms by the time they're 27. Um, I'm, going, I'm going hard on that. I'm going to tell them to throw just as hard as they can. You're only throwing a um, four-seam fastball and a slider, and I'm just going to have you 
you know, just completely wear out your arm to get an extra <laughs> two miles an hour on that fastball. Um, and then once you, uh, once your shoulder's dead, I'm going to send you back down to the minors where I'm going to do that same thing to another player mm-hmm. um, until you're ready to come back or, you know, you, we DFA you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, a serious answer is, uh, I think Steven's onto something. I think a, a lot of the smarter teams uh, are really aggressive with their, uh, they kind of use several spots on the AAA team as like holdovers for guys to come up when they need them for spot starts. Um, yep. And I think that's a trend that will probably continue um, so long as it's allowed. Um, I, I think the reason that they don't just use a, way more AAA guys or bring up AAA starters and convert them to relievers is, like contractual reasons, like they don't want to start accumulating service time for a bunch of guys. But I think that would mm-hmm. maybe work. Um, like just, you know, tell guys who are 27 and AAA to start throwing harder and, and um, throw only their two best pitches. And you could probably, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of reasons why they don't do that, obviously. But um, that's turned, I mean, that's that's saved a lot of guys' careers, yeah. though, already. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, you're not a good starter. Sorry. You don't have like four pitches that work yeah. you have two and uh, a change up that's okay yeah. you know it feels like there's room for teams to do that more aggressively i think they're not going to because they don't want to start a bunch of contracts but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that might be i don't know I th- i've long thought that was it's been kind of underutilized our friend at extremely squid the national squid <laughs> the official uh, squid of the washington nationals that's right yes the official yeah the invent the or the creator of the Max Scherzer, we're going to sacrifice the Marlins man tonight <laughs> um, image. Let's see. He says, can you name some things more likely than the Nationals actually re-signing Soto? I, I I don't know if I agree with the question. I think they're probably... Well, he's a Boris They're client. probably trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, mm. it'll, I think it'll take probably until he's about to hit free agency. But God, if they don't, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> More, more likely, the question is more likely than the Nationals not re-signing Soto. Okay. Last question. Uh, another one from our Discord. Sega CD8 says, which X-Men would make the best corner outfielder? Great question. I love the specificity. Mm-hmm. Not mutant. Mm-hmm. X-Men. Yes. So no, okay. well, I mean, yeah. every, every mutant at one point is probably even an X-Men, but huh. whatever. Wait, I, I was I was literally just thinking like, oh, so no Magneto. I'm like, wait, no, he was an X Men briefly. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever, I'm a nerd. He'd be a bad pick too, unless you're like a, it's like a metal bat league. Yeah, he's it's it's like we're we're discussing this earlier, and it's just like most of them would be great actually. Yeah. If you have superpowers, generally speaking, you're going to excel at at sports. Mm-hmm. Maybe not baseball. Maybe the hitting component of baseball makes it tougher for guys who just have super strength, but. So I guess not Wolverine, because he's short and has a metal skeleton. I think that would slow him down. Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't be a big base pass guy. Yeah, and you can't uh, plow into the catcher at home plate anymore. No, he'd hate that. Yeah, I mean, he'd yeah. play. It'd be, he'd be an Iron Man though. He'd play 162 games every season. That's true. There's some, there's value there. He'd be like yeah, he would be yeah. he would be the Cal Ripken, <laughs> uh, the new Cal Ripken. Yeah, for sure. If Cal Ripken had like metal claws, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but who do you got um, for this? Best corner outfielder? There are a lot of good options, but just because I like him so much, I got I to gotta shout out Nightcrawler. Yeah. See, all right, I take issue with that hmm. because he wouldn't be a corner outfielder. He would be an uh, outfielder. <laughs> he would be the he would only be outfielder, the outfielder on the entire <laughs> team. 
Uh, he would be he would be defender. Yeah. Uh, he would be the defender of the whole team. You would not be able to hit home runs uh, against this team. You would have uh, uh, yeah, it just teleports up to the I ball wonder... when it's like leaving the stadium. So like obviously you wouldn't be able to teleport with the ball in your hand but i wonder if he could turn a double play by himself Ooh, yeah i bet he could Ooh. he can yeah. teleport pretty much faster than this at the speed of light basically right yeah, yeah. like it's instantaneous but then like when it, upon re-entry would he be able to like orient himself well enough like on the bag and in position well yeah he can break yeah. into the fucking white house i think he can catch a ball <laughs> mm-hmm he can, like, kick a bunch of Secret Service agents in the ass. Yeah, I think he can probably manage double play. That sounds a lot easier than playing baseball. Really does. Well, yeah, maybe. Baseball's hard. Yeah, see, that's the thing about a lot of these. Like, like how good would these mutants be at, at it? Like, oh, yeah, Juggernaut's super strong, but I think it would be a lot of empty power. Yeah. Yeah, no, he can't get his wrist around fast. Well, he, he could get his wrist around fast, but then he wouldn't be able to stop, and he'd just be, like, swinging in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Uh, for my answer, I tried to do some research on, because I know there's a bunch of sports-themed superheroes, like, um, over the years, but very few of them are mutants. There's only that one guy who's, um, like, a mutant with the skateboarding superpowers. Um, North Star's an Olympian. Yeah, yeah, North Star. No, I looked at North Star. Um, I didn't pick him. I, I ended up going with Beast. Um, nice. For several reasons. Um, I I think corner, uh, the, the question specified corner out, outfielder, and I think Beast is... Not necessarily uh, agile enough to play center. Um, my my first thought was a, a speedster, um, sp- but that would be more of a center field position. Um, right. But I think Beast would have like the 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 power to hit a bunch of bombs. Uh, but he'd also very coordinated. Very coordinated. He was actually it's canonical that he was like a a, a great athlete in high school. Um, he'd be like an Andrew Vaughn type, like super gifted athletically. Not a lot of baseball experience, but he kind of falls into it. Um, uh, and I, I think also he'd be like a high a baseball IQ guy, like a like a Votto esque uh, mm. knowledge of the strike zone and ability to control the game. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think Beast is my pick. It's a good pick. Yeah. Who you got, Jane? I think I want to go like, okay, I want to go to '90s X Men, mm-hmm. and I want to do '90s yeah. '90s Bishop because we need Ooh. more wet guys. Oh yeah. yeah, and and he had the wet hair. He was a wet. We he need was a more damp wet guys. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a very damp man. What about the frog guy? Um, he'd be he'd be pretty wet too. Oh, I love oh, Toad. Yeah. Oh. Toad, yeah, Toad. Toad would Toad. He's spitting everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's practically already a baseball player. Oh, he could player. just like jump from from base to base. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Very That'd agile, super fun. athletic. Yeah, Toad would be great at it. Um. But you know, this is this is just basic. We're doing a uh, X Men baseball is basically just Twilight baseball, <laughs> which would kick ass. Yeah, yeah, that was like not the worst part <laughs> of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my the greatest success story about the out of those movies is like the career trajectory of both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. Yeah, because now like they're both excellent. Yeah, they're and... both pretty cool have fully shed that like disgusting skin and and also um those were some of the best trump tweets <laughs> the ones about was the ones about kristen stewart and robert pattinson those Absolutely. were very funny tweets yeah. Yeah. just like those... robert robert she's gonna cheat on you again don't take her back <laughs> that, totally. that shit was so good god oh, trump had amazing right. gaydar sometimes he didn't know it though <laughs> 
Yo, uh, I watched the new Charlie's Angels with her in it. Um, oh yeah, a that few was weeks not ago. Good. It was bad, but she was really hot. Yeah, uh, well, she is. This is yeah. this is a pro Christian Christian Stewart hot podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very hot. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's all the questions we got. Uh, fun episode. Yeah. <laughs> we had some dark st- content at the we beginning. We are here to tell but... you that our episode was good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and look out for next week. We're going to have a very special episode uh, because it's going to be our one-year anniversary of the podcast. That's right. Very, very excited for that. Really bring the heat when you're asking mailbag questions next week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, bring make make them good. All right, um, kiss our ass a little bit. That'll help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, talk about how we're important. Tell us how great we are. How how proud yeah. you are of our success. Yeah, how you'd be exactly. willing to contribute forty or fifty dollars a month if we did a Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you on a very special episode next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>